0: The following presentation is from Mountain Park Community Church in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Mountain Park, along with additional audio and visual teachings, visit mountainpark.org. Welcome once again, everybody. We are so glad that you're here. Once again, Happy Father's Day. My name is Alan. Uh, My favorite part about that whole setup uh, was was the precision of some of the kids to get their mark here on state. That was just... (laughs) Boom! I bet a lot of people wish that I did what I was told, you know, like that. Yeah, but anyway, um, uh, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, my Father's Day is, has started off pretty great, a little bit unique. Um, I woke up early this morning, I woke up at 5 o'clock to take a 10-pound brisket out of the fridge and let it get to room temperature before I put it on a pellet grill, and it's cooking right now. Right now, the juices are warming up, and I can't wait. I've never done anything like that before. You know, I had something cooked for 12 hours, so we'll check it out. It's either going to be delicious, and I'll tell you about it, or it's going to be a black blob that even my dog won't touch. But anyway, we're going to get after that, and uh, I hope you have great plans for today, uh, etc. I do have an announcement to make as I get started. Uh, this perhaps in some ways could be seen as inappropriate to make such an announcement on Father's Day. But, uh, but I need to let you all know that I am the best dad ever. <laughs> I just wanted to let you all know that. I know that there are a number of kids in the room because our children's ministry. We said, "Bring them all in. We'll celebrate Father's Day together here in this room." And so, so those of you who are kids in the room, would you agree that I'm the best dad ever? Gonna hear? Gonna hear? No. Who would you say is the best dad ever? Yeah. No. I understand you might think it's your dad, but I have evidence. I have actual physical evidence. Uh, Can you tell me what this, what does it say on there? What does it say on there? Best dad ever. Best dad ever. I have proof. I'm not making this up. This was given to me by one of my kids. It was a number of years ago. But, uh, But it still holds true because it says ever. As in forever. As in for all time. As in I still am The best dad ever. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So meaningful. I'd like to thank uh, you know. Okay, now for those of you uh, who who maybe feel like me uh, that um, some days maybe you feel like the best dad ever, or you feel like a pretty good dad. There are days you know where we feel like man, we that was a good, that was a good playtime, that was a good decision. Then there are other days, other moments where we feel like we should be receiving a very different mug. There are other moments, you know, as dads where perhaps we're uh, not quite at the top of our game, but what's, what I think is relevant for us dads is just to say, how do we measure our effectiveness as dads? I mean, how do, we, how do we measure that? We're men, and we like to do things well. We like to know what the challenge is before us. We like to identify the problem, and then we're going to identify ways that we can fix that problem or ways that we're going to prove upon that. How do we evaluate dadness? How do we uh, measure dadness beyond, even beyond the accuracy of a best dad ever mug on Father's Day? How do we do that? How do we kind of uh, uh, navigate that and figure that out? Uh, what I want to do today is... Uh, is. Uh, Take a look at that and see if there's, if there's some way we can get some level of accuracy in terms of measuring how we're doing as dads, this incredibly important role that we feel, because the reality is we all mess up at times as dads. We all mess up. It's a painful reality as part of this very important role, and it happens early on you know as i reflect my, my kids are a little bit older now but i remember when they were little and 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 the the odd feeling of uh, being impatient with a crying baby who's who's just wet or is just hungry or is just tired or whatever. And that, that odd feeling of, uh, you know, after hours and hours and hours and, and cries and cries and cries, you get stirred up. You get uh, uh, impatient. Maybe you get angry with a toddler who is just being a toddler, who doesn't have the mental capacity that you do, etc. Or we, we, you know, uh, are challenged just by by moments where we have modeled something for our kids that we hoped we would never model. And so something is observed or something happens there and then we just feel like, ah, oh, I, I, I I'm not sure that I measure up. And so it's, it's, a, it's a difficult journey. It is a very difficult job to be a dad. It's, it's a tough job because we understand that so much is riding on this job. I mean, uh, who our kids are and how they view life and how they view women and how they view God and how they view friends and how they view success, these things are so shaped by our relationships with them. And sometimes the mistakes that we make, the stakes are so high because we know For many of us who are are, uh, uh, adults now, and we know that some of the mistakes we can make as dads, they're going to show up 10, 20 years later in a counseling session. I mean, it's just just the reality. This is a tough, tough job. And so what I want to do is I want to make a shift. I want to make a shift from addressing you dads, which I know there are many of you here in the room. So glad you're here. I want to address those of you who have dads. And so uh, a, a dad or a father figure, um, this is now going to be all of us, male, female, young, old. This is where uh, all of us have that, that thing in common. And so as we think about our dads, as we think about how uh, difficult of a job that is, sometimes when we think about or talk about our dads, we go to negative places. Because none of us are perfect. None of us dads, none of our dads are perfect. And so as you talk about your dad on a regular day, not on Father's Day. Father's Day is uh, all is a positive. It's like a, you know, it's just all positive. But as you think overall about your dad, as uh, you were telling somebody that you just met or whatever about your dad, how often do we drift into some negative things? My dad was, uh, he never paid much attention to me. He never showed up for things. My dad uh, never said that he loved me. Uh, I could never remember a time where dad said that he loved me or whatever, something like that. Those are some of the things that we, that we land on because the job is really hard. There's a lot that is uh, required and expected of a dad. We may even say things that are on opposite ends of the spectrum. That somebody over here might say, my dad never bought anything for me. He was cheap. He never bought anything for me. And someone over here might say, my dad spoiled me. He just, he just draped things on me and, I, and, and spoiled me and kind of ruined my understanding uh, on the value of money, et cetera, and made it really hard uh, for me to make it through. Or somebody might over here might say, my dad never went to church. It's just, he just modeled for me that men don't go to church. And so that's, that's what my dad did growing up. And so I had to kind of get over that. Or there's a, maybe you're over here and you say, my dad always went to church. Every time the church doors were open, my dad went to church. And then he would hang out after church for long blah, blah, blah conversations in the lobby. Blah, 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 blah. I just wanted to go home and it drove me crazy about the whole church situation. might be a young lady over here who says, my dad never liked any of my boyfriends. No, no boy was good enough, it wasn't even in the stratosphere good enough for my dad. And then there might be some, some young lady over here saying, uh, my dad never uh, 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 stopped, helped me stop dating those bozos I was dating. My dad never stepped in and got involved. I wanted my dad to say, hey, you know, I'm not sure this is the best person for you. And so we can go uh, back and forth on this in terms of some, some uh, negative pieces. What I want to do is we think about our dads today. Is I want to I want to offer up some some new words in terms of what we can say to our dads. That our theme for this year is something new, and so we've been looking at a lot of new things, new ways that God wants to challenge us and invite us into new and beautiful things. These these actual words aren't new, but maybe it would be a new thing for you to say some of these words to your dad. Um, my hope is that these words are. More meaningful than simply a, a "best dad ever" mug. My hope is that these words are very doable, that they're not just for the you know the elite uh, father relationships. That for those of us who have uh, had perhaps relationships with our fathers who were not great or were very complicated, that my hope is that is that every one of us here in the room can can take these words or a version of these words. That we can take these words. And um, uh, it, whether you're 8 years old or 48 years old, uh, as Jan just, just said some time back, as you're 8-year-old or 40-year-old, whether you've had a, an award-winning dad or more of like a runner-up dad, uh, that we would be um, motivated and equipped to say meaningful words that are honoring to our dads or to the father figures in our lives. That's that's the hope going forward today. And and what I want to do is I want to draw some some simple yet profound words from uh, a little verse in the book of Philippians deep in the New Testament. Uh, The Apostle Paul, he writes a letter to the church in Philippi. And at the very beginning, beginning, it's part of his greeting, uh, and he says in verse 3, Philippians chapter 1, verse 3, he simply says, I thank my God every time I remember you. So here is Paul. He's away from uh, from Philippi, from that city, and he's writing to them, saying, "I remember you." That's a meaningful phrase. I remember you because we all want to be remembered. We all want to be remembered well, not just by the negative stuff, not just all of those mistakes that we've made, because we've all made mistakes in our marriages and our relationships and our place of work, etc. We want to be remembered for some of the good stuff. We all want to be remembered. In fact. Remembering one another is an essential part of relationships. It's, it's, it's what helps us to grow and continue relationships. That, that when you think of your friendships, if, if there was a, a day, perhaps this afternoon, there's a movie that you want to go see. You want to see Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. And so you say, I want to go see that movie. Who am I going to go see that movie with? Let's see. Who am I? Oh, I know. That person. And so the remembering somebody helps to fuel the relationship. Or let's say you're struggling, and you need somebody to talk with. You need somebody to process with. So you think, who am I going to talk with? And then, oh, yeah, oh, I really enjoy spending time with that person. I remember that person, so I'm going to call that person up and make that connection. That relationships drift, they fade away as we stop remembering one another. I mean, that's, just, that's why long-distance relationships are, are harder. Because that's why when you move away, that's why relationships fade. Is you just, you just they don't come to mind as much. That's why uh, it's so painful when people forget our birthdays. The whole forget your birthday story and scene, it's, it's, it can be so painful. You can be 16 years old and halfway through your 16th birthday and you think mom and dad forgot this day. I think there was a whole movie about that one time. You could be uh, 30 years old. And this year, you turned 30, and your family forgot, and nobody called you from your family. You don't, you don't live in the same city anymore, but, but you expected them to call. You hoped that they would call. And then you're kind of wrestling with yourself, going, I know my family loves me, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm an adult here. Why, why am I getting so worked up over nobody calling on my birthday? It's not about your birthday. It's about being remembered It's about being valued. That's that's an essential part of relationships that people would say, I remember you. It's a a hugely significant um, part of our our relationships is being able to to remember one another. And I've been very convicted uh, this week as I've been thinking about this and thinking about Father's Day because personally I'm terrible at this. I really am. This is, a, this is definitely a weak spot for me in terms of remembering people that I'm not doing life with uh, here in, in this space. Um, I, uh, I don't do social media, so I don't have those kind of natural uh, reminders for some birthday things and such, and uh, I'm not wise enough yet to have reminders on my calendar pop up, and I just haven't been smart enough to figure that stuff out yet to kind of make that happen, make that be part of my life. And so as a result, I have forgotten the birthdays Uh, of of some very important people in my life. I've forgotten important days in the lives of important people in my life. And as a result, I've hurt them. And so I've had to do relationship uh, uh, damage control and try to recover from some of these things. Why? Because it's so important to remember one another. So there's some of you who are like me and your dad is not sitting with you or you don't get to spend time with your dad today because he's somewhere else. That's why it's important for us to remember to call him. And I know you will. But, and and, and I, I will too this afternoon. That's, we just, we, we remember, we say, I remember you today. Now let me, let me uh, walk this out with a little more um, clarity here. That Taking a cue from Paul's greeting to the Philippians Um, what I want to do is is offer up some words, again, that are very doable, words that we can say to our dads that are meaningful and uh, that I think would be very um, honoring to them. To simply say, I remember, something specific, thanks. That we would just offer up, we would just have this phrase, I remember, dot, 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 thanks. Thanks. I remember something specific. I remember a specific moment. I remember a story. I remember some words. I remember a gift. I remember a vacation. I remember an event. I remember something specific. And then we wrap it up by saying, thanks. Thanks. Paul here, he models for us. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. And so this is one of the, this is one of the, here Paul is not saying I remember and then thanks to another person. What he's saying is, is thanks to God. And so that's part of the prayer experience. This is one of the, one of the beautiful bonuses of prayer. One of the beautiful bonuses of, of prayer is that when we spend time thanking God and talking to God, it draws us to remember other people. It makes us think of other people that perhaps we would not have thought of if we hadn't had that encounter with God. The more time we pray, the more time we think beyond ourselves. So, for instance, I'm just throwing out some, some estimated times here, but let's say that you pray, on average, five minutes a week, okay? My guess is that most of us here pray at least five minutes a week. Let's say you pray five minutes a week. If you do, then my guess is that what you think about is food, God, thank you for our food. Amen. Okay, you add those up, you're getting close, you know, you're moving towards five minutes. If we pray, let's say 20 minutes a day, my guess is what you think about is you. God, help me today. I got a big presentation to make. I, uh, um, my leg is sore. Um, uh, I, I'm looking, for, you know, I want this brisket not to burn. You know, whatever your thing might be that you are praying for today, that, that, that might be 20 minutes a week. If you pray an hour a week, my guess is, and again, I'm just guessing at these numbers. My guess is if you pray an hour a week, then what you think about is your family. That with that amount of time, we pray, uh, we can pray about our uh, spouse, we can pray about our parents, we can pray about our kids and the details of what's going on with them and their relationships, and they're at camp right now, and what's the summer plans, et cetera. And we can pray along those lines. You start praying beyond an hour a week on a consistent, regular basis, then you run out of things to say about your food and about yourself and perhaps about your family. And so it forces you to engage with God in a deeper level and say, okay, now what's beyond that? I'm going to start praying about my friends. I'm going to start praying about my coworkers. I'm going to start praying about people in my small group at church. I'm going to start praying about the church, about our community, about the new church. I'm going to be praying about Phoenix. I'm going to be praying about what's happening in Arizona. I'm going to be praying about our country and the leadership in our country. I'm going to be praying for the impoverished in Rocky Point. I'm going to be praying for the children in Honduras. I'm going to be praying for the unchurched, the ones who've never heard Christ in India. I'm going to be praying for the refugees in, uh, in Lebanon. I'm just, I'm thinking beyond myself. That That's one of the beautiful things about prayer. And so I think that a similar thing happens when we are, uh, that Paul is modeling for us in terms of prayer and we move beyond ourselves, that when we pause and we give thanks about specific things that people in our lives have done, specifically today, about our father, about our, about our dads, that it, it moves us deeper in thought in terms of who he is and what he's done for us, what our dads have done for us. So let me go back to these, these new words, these very doable words. I remember something specific, thanks. Thanks. I remember, Dad, when you came home early from that business trip. I remember you came home because you wanted to make it in time for that game that I had or for that recital or for that experience. I remember that, Dad. Thank you for prioritizing me. Dad, I remember watching you read your Bible in the morning. I remember watching you do that, and maybe you didn't even know that I saw you. Thanks, God. Thanks, Dad, for modeling faithfulness, for modeling ongoing faith. Dad, thanks for uh, that. For saying that you're proud of me. I remember one time in, in particular, this thing happened, and then you looked at me. You grabbed me by the shoulders, and you looked at me and said, "I am so proud of you." God, thanks for that moment. You know, because we, as dads, we could say that to our kids 50 times and 49 of them aren't going to be remembered. We don't know that one time that is going to be remembered. We don't know which one, but we, as kids, we remember that moment. And so we say, I remember that time where you said you're proud of me. I'm so thankful for those words. Dad, I remember when we were laughing so hard around the dinner table that the spaghetti started coming out of your nose. I, it was, it was, I don't know about thanks, but it was just awesome. It was just plain awesome. I remember that, Dad. Say that to your dad today. And this is, this is something you can say if you're eight years old. You can use these words. You can say, Dad, I remember that bedtime story you told. About the monkey with the furry hat. I remember that story. I remember the details on it. God, Dad, thanks. I get, you know, I love actually getting tripped up between Father in Heaven and you know Father here. That that when Dad is good, we see glimpses of our Father in Heaven. Dad, I remember that story of the monkey. Thanks for being fun. Thanks for laying down with me, uh, even at the end of the day when I know you're tired. And this phrase, it's doable. It can even be effective if you have a complicated relationship with your dad. I'm confident there's something in that journey, something in there. hope that there's something positive that you can draw out of that relationship. To say, I remember, Dad, when you took our whole family on that vacation. And now as an adult, I know how much that cost. And so... Um, Thanks. Thanks for being generous and investing in our family and in our relationships. Maybe there's a version of these new words that you can say to your dad today as you call him up, as you enjoy uh, lunch or dinner with your dad here this afternoon. These words words are a blessing. Uh, The Bible talks a lot about blessings that... Uh, God blesses us, and God says that you will be a blessing to somebody else, and we can bless God, and we can bless one another. And the whole idea around a blessing is when we use words to lift someone else up. We use words for the purpose of lifting somebody else up. So our hope today is not only that we would uh, be equipped with very simple words to lift up Our dads are the father figures in our lives, but also that you, if you're a dad, that you would be blessed here today. And so what I want to do as we wrap up, as we close out our time here, is I want to acknowledge dads here in the room. We haven't made you do this yet, and you're thinking, oh, good, oh, good, it's almost done. They're not going to make me do it. No, I'm going to make you stand up. I'm going to ask dads if you would stand up. Dads, go ahead and stand up. That's a lot of dads. Thank you. Stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing. We're going we're gonna to close out our time with you standing. So just relax. Um, uh, Family, those around, if you would, can you just reach out to uh, the husbands and the dads and the grandparents and and whoever might be around you. If you you see someone around you who uh, doesn't have someone with a hand on their shoulder, would you get up and put a hand on their shoulder, please? We don't want any dads standing alone here this morning. And if you're brand new and you're feeling really awkward, I'm sorry. We're blessing you today. All right? So we don't all do this all the time, but we want to pray for you as we wrap up here. Would you just reach out? just want, don't want any dad standing around, reach out to them, uh, put a hand on them. We are going to pray for our dads here today as we close up. Father in heaven, I pray that you would pour a blessing on dads here in this room. There, it's a complicated job. There are days where we feel terrific about the role and then days where we, we just are desperately in need of help God I know that you are proud of dads here in the room even with all of our mistakes God you are proud of the moments where we have made sacrifices uh, for this role where we have said I'm going to give this up because I know that my kids need this here in this moment and and maybe it happened years ago or it's happened recently God there have been sacrifices made on behalf of, of, of the kids represented here in this place God, I know that you have tremendous hope for the dads here in the room, the hope that, that maybe uh, they want this year, or next year to be better. God, not to, not to uh, arm twist, but to encourage and inspire dads to continue to model great things for their kids and to love on their kids in beautiful, tremendous ways. God, I pray that you would bless dads Bless dads here in this room. And for those who perhaps won't hear these new words from their kids here today, but God, may they hear them from you, that you would say to them here this morning, I remember what you did. Maybe no one else knows that small sacrifice, that consistent sacrifice. But your Father in heaven says to you here today, I remember, I noticed what you've done. I notice those things. Thanks. Thanks for loving on my kids. Thanks for loving on that which is most precious to me. These little boys, these little girls, these young men, these young women. Father, I pray that you'd bless every every dad here in this room today. May they uh, feel your presence here in this room. May they know that um, we are doing this together, figuring this out together. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.